still in a spirit of prayer, turn with me to Mark chapter 1. The Gospel of Mark chapter 1. I've got to tell you up front that I've been a little burdened about uh, the, the series that we're entering into um, during the Lenten, uh, our Lenten fast up until Christmas. Ah, Christmas, Easter. <laughs> got the incarnation on my mind. Um, but, <clears throat> but it's something that needs to be said. It's something that's evident all over Scripture. And it's something we want to look at this morning. And I want to bring to your attention. Uh, but I want us to do it prayerfully. Because as we enter into this kind of thing, it, it always is best to go in prayed up. And, um, and so here are these words from Mark. Mark, again, let me remind you, one of my favorite gospel writers, he's kind of in your face. There's no fluff to his book. It's boom, boom, boom. He's given the bare basics, the skeletal outline of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the good news. And notice what happens as soon as he gets started. He can't even get out of chapter 1 before something really interesting takes place here, starting with verse um, 21. Then they went into Capernaum. And immediately on the Sabbath, which immediately is a favorite word of Mark's, and immediately on the Sabbath, he entered the synagogue and taught. And they were astonished at his teaching, for he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. Now, there was a man in their synagogue with an unclean spirit, and he cried out, saying, Let us alone! What have we to do with you, Jesus of Nazareth? Did you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. But Jesus rebuked him, saying, Be quiet and come out of him. And when the unclean spirit had convulsed him and cried out with a loud voice, he came out of him. Then they were all amazed, so that they question among themselves, saying, What is this? What new doctrine is this? For with authority He commands even the unclean spirits, and they obey Him. And immediately, His fame spread throughout all the region around Galilee. Let us pray. Jesus, We thank You for Your Word. Your Word is true. Help us to wake up to the truth of Your reality in Scripture, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. So I'm at my office one night. It is about 10.45 at night. And if you know where my office is, it's... uh, it's out there, and it's really not in an office district at all. It's more in a residential area. It used to be a church, and that church closed down. And it turned into uh, just a bunch of rented office spaces. However, uh, no one else rents offices from there except for me. Um, and so 97% of the time, I'm by myself when I'm at the office, um, which is good. There's no internet. My cell phone doesn't work properly there. Um, and I'm by myself, which is, which is good for me. That's the ideal working uh, situation I need in order to, to do my work uh, most of the time. So I'm there late at night, 
uh, studying one night, and you know, I, I came in and I there was a school that was meeting at the time during the day, and um, of course they were gone, and so I, I went into my office and, and I began to hear something, you know, down the hallway, and I had I said, you know, who is it? Anybody here? Nothing. Went back in my office, shut the door. And I'm sitting there, you know, and it's quiet. I'm not, I don't typically play music or anything, and so just quiet there, and uh, I hear it again. And I think, well, you know, old building. Sometimes you hear these creaks, weird sounds, whatever. Um, go back out there. Who is it? Anybody here? Hello? No, I think so. Go back in there. I'm like, it's no big deal. So I make a phone call, and, and uh, I think I was talking to my... I think I was talking to Jessica or either my brother one. They would be the ones that would be up at that night, the time of the night. And so I was talking to them, and, and I, I would kind of talk loudly just in case somebody was there. They'd be able to hear, you know, you yeah, all right, sounds good, you know. And that, that way, if somebody acts like, oh, well, even if they are there about to kill me, then they'll know that maybe I'm talking to somebody and that's not a good idea now to kill me. Um, so I get off the phone, you know, get back to my studies, whatever, and, and I hear it again. This time, however, I knew that it was a human. Uh, it, it, was, it was unmistakable. It was one of those noises that could not have been produced by just wood or, or a, a, a building settling. It, it, was a, it was unmistakably human. And that's kind of a weird feeling, isn't it? You know, where no one should be there, no one's answering your call, and yet somebody is there on the other side, down the hallway. So I look out again. By this time, I grab a hammer, what I've been using to put up stuff in my office. I grab a hammer. I kind of look out down the hallway, and I see... It's like a horror story. I see the knob start to turn. And I'm like, are you serious? Is this really happening? I mean, for real? You know, really? In my mind, I'm th- and my heart's racing, you know, and I'm like, okay, just be reasonable. Be sensible. And, and so the door's turning, and all of a sudden, this, this really large man walks out. And, and I'm like, and I kind of recognized him from the school. And I walks out of a dark room, you know, and I'm, I'm like, hello. <laughs> He's like, hey, sorry. I was like, did you not hear me? Like, I kind of yelled uh, out, you know, no, I didn't hear you. Sorry about that, you know. And that was kind of the end of that whole thing. So I got out of there as fast as I could because, you know, I didn't know what was going on. So I just didn't want to know what was going on. Um, it was one of those kind of situations. Later on, another time in my office, I was there even later. And I was studying, I think it was actually Saturday night, it was, it was before the service, uh, or su- before Sunday, I was doing my preparation, and I cut off the light to my office, and I turned around to go down to the office, and I just felt a presence, not a human presence, it was an evil presence. Um, it was just as sure to me as the human presence, but this one was evil. And um, I began to pray immediately. I mean, what else do you do? And so I started walking out, and you, you, again, your heart's rushing. You know there is something else there that shouldn't be. And so I left. I give you those two illustrations to say one thing. There's more sometimes to life than what we see. Yeah. You found out to be the case? It's the case here in Mark. Jesus is going around just beginning His ministry, and Mark gives us this story of an unclean spirit, a demon, in a person, 
in a synagogue. What we would think of as a church. And it's shocking, isn't it? To us moderns. I mean, we want to be like I was the first time and say, just be sensible, right? That kind of stuff doesn't happen. That's not a reality. And yet, Jesus thinks it is. The Bible believes it is. And so should we. Some of us need to wake up to the presence of other beings in our world. Even coming out of my mouth, it sounds odd. Almost extraterrestrial. Alien. Foreign. And yet, just as real as I am standing here, so too are we surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses, the Scripture says. A universe that is populated with both good and evil spirits at work for your demise or for your help. Did you not catch in our reading? Angels ministered to Jesus. Did you catch that at the very end of the temptation? Angels. We just seem to kind of gloss over that, don't we? Oh, yeah. What a great story. Story or reality? What is really real? Well, the world's religions, all of them agree that the world is populated with both good and evil spirits. It's only the materialists, secularists, who would say otherwise. There's kind of been three options in the world if you begin to study religion all the way across from since the time began, which, by the way, what was our other reading from chapter 3? Who else is there? Our enemy. Right there at the beginning, our enemy. An enemy of humanity, an enemy of God. There's kind of three options. The first option... <clears throat> is that the spiritual world is the more important of the two worlds. You know, I mean, what we can see is the material world, right? I can see you. You know, I can't see your soul, interestingly, which is always shocking about death. When we see death, we see the person still, the body, and yet they're gone. How is that possible? The majority of world religions believe that the spiritual world, the unseen world, is the most important one, not the physical world. And they make a mistake here because what they begin to do is say that the stars are spirits. The trees are divine. This is what the Old Testament goes against from top to bottom is idolatry of the world. In other words, people worshiping the world. God created the world, the Bible says, and yet people worship the world and not God. So in this area, we would have, if we were pagans, a God of the tornadoes. Why? Because tornadoes are very powerful here. They're very scary. They need to be appeased. They don't need to do like what they did two or three years ago. That does not need to happen. So how do you get them to stop? Well, you make sacrifices to them, duh. You give them food. You give them what they want. When people have what they want, they're not out to get you. 
Apparently somebody slipped up three years ago and we got the raw end of the deal. This is the way most, listen to me, most of the world, we kind of snicker at this, but this is the way the majority of the people who have ever lived in all of civilization has believed. That's how they've believed. A billion people in India still believe it. Their world is like that. That is Hinduism. Now, just because we're in the West doesn't mean we're in a bubble. There's only 350 million of us in America, right? So we're not the majority of the world. And yet, we influence the whole world. And yet, here's what's happened in the West. Follow me. We don't believe in the trees being, you know, divine gods and goddesses like most of, again, the world has believed. Instead, we have drained it of divinity. And quite frankly, because of the Bible. The Bible says, hey, look, don't worship stone or wood. No. Worship the one who made stone or wood. So we've drained the material world from divinity. But we've fallen into another ditch and still not gotten it right. You notice how we humans do that? We go to correct ourselves and the pendulum swings way too far the other way, right? So the Reformation is trying to correct certain things and we swing it too far and axe most everything. And so the third option is to see the world that is around us as both spiritual and material, not just only spiritual or only material, but rather a spiritually material world. Now, if you think about the center of Christianity, who is Jesus Christ, and Christmas that I mentioned earlier, what's the uniqueness of Christmas? That in God Himself, Jesus, He brings together the material and the spiritual, the unseen and the seen in one person. That is the really real. That is ultimate reality. That we live in a world that (laughs) is very spiritual. Spiritually charged. Spirits at work. And yet, we're also very physical, aren't we? I mean, you may have the spirit of a warrior, right? Maybe going into your job. But yet, sometimes your flesh is very weak, isn't it? You don't even make it on time. You wanted to, your spirit did, the spiritual part of you did. Or maybe you're willing to do certain things, but you just can't bring your body around into submission. This happened to me yesterday as I was running my 5K. I could see the finish line. I knew that I was coming up on the time that I wanted to get to, and yet I didn't make that time because mentally I couldn't bring myself to push my legs further than what they wanted to go. I was held down by my body. Point blank. We've all felt that, haven't we, in sin? We've all felt betrayed by our own body, haven't we? By our own thoughts. You know, you don't have to say amen, but you can. Yeah, right on. You know. Amen. <laughs> Am I the only one thinking? No, no. No one, everyone in this room has been betrayed at times by their body. We did not want to do something and yet our body let us down. Or... 
our body needed to do something and we let our body down. There's this interesting dynamic. Are we not complex? Wonderfully made? Oh yeah. If you're married, you know that we are very complex. We are. It's just part of human relationships. We are very interesting creatures in God's world. And yet, what I'm saying, what Mark is saying, is we're not alone. There is the extraterrestrial. It's not aliens, though. It's angels. Fallen angels and God's angels. Don't they show up at the most interesting times in the Bible? Really, they show up at critical times, don't they? When the incarnation is happening, guess what? An angel comes to Mary. An angel comes to Joseph. They are literally God's messengers. That's what angel means. God's messengers. So a fallen angel means he is not giving God's message. Which is exactly what Satan does, isn't it? In chapter 3, as we just read a moment ago in our reading, what does he say to Eve? Not... Uh, you know, you ask her a simple question. Hey, uh, did God say you couldn't eat of trees, of fruit? I mean, I don't know. Why would He say... No, 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 He didn't say that. He, he said we couldn't eat of that one tree or we'll die. We shouldn't even look at it. He says, oh no, you won't die. You'll just become like God. And He doesn't want that. Hmm, well, becoming like God is a good thing. And yet it was a lie, wasn't it? It was a lie. And the liar continues to lie. Now, in other, in other countries, in other settings, in tribal settings, in other pagan regions, they're scared by the spiritual. They don't go out at night. There's things that they don't do when, the, when there's a full moon. Because that, those are all symbols of something divine. But here in America, where it's just ho-hum, whatever, spiritual, that's for a whole different time and era. We've, we've moved past that through our reason. We've, we have uh, advanced so far in our science that that's not even a possibility anymore. If you can't prove it in the material world, then it doesn't exist. Well, then that means your thoughts don't exist. Can't prove that in the material world. Does it, it means love can't exist. You can show the effects of love on a screen. Can't show love. No one's ever found love in the material world. It doesn't line up. Do you see the deficiency of our worldview? When we drain everything, there is no divinity. It's only us. It's only the material world. That also is a ditch we don't need to fall into. It's not where the Bible is. Think of it this way. The pagans would have said, lightning is a god. Or lightning is, you know, for instance, Zeus. He was lightning. We, on the other hand, say lightning is just a natural material phenomenon. Right? It just happens. That's just the way it is. There's no, there's no god attached to it. Whereas the Bible says we know, who the, we know the one who controls the lightning. See, that's that third option. Where the material world and the spiritual world are one. During Lent, we focus on putting our physical, material self into subjection. In other words, the Spirit is telling the body, you're not going to do certain things. You're going to deny yourself these things because you get out of hand. Right? Like a 
like a kid that gets out of hand and has to be brought back in by discipline and correction, so too is this Lenten season where we tell our body, from in here, the spiritual side of us, we say, you're coming under my authority. You're going to do what I said for 40 days so that you don't get out of control. Because haven't we seen ourselves get out of control, become addicted to certain things? And we've also seen ourselves come out of those addictions, haven't we? And by the way, normally psychologists tell us that coming out of an addiction, you want at least 40 days. Interesting, isn't it? To break habits, to break cycles that maybe have been in our family all our life, bad attitudes, whatever it may be. Apathy, being lazy, working too much. There's ditches all around us and yet there is a clear path There's something in life that is really real, and that's Jesus Christ. Who matches, who takes His material world that He created and the spiritual existence that He is and puts them in one in Jesus Christ. That's the reality of the good news of Jesus, of the Gospel. (laughs) And so here we are. Here's Jesus. He's teaching. People are thinking, this is awesome. He's teaching as one who has great authority and they're cool with that. They like that. But this unclean spirit? Demon all of a sudden? Where does that come into play? And by the way, this is not some lone episode in the Gospel. If you read the Gospels, you know these demons are popping up everywhere. And you're thinking, what in the world? Should we be scared? (laughs) <laughs> yes and no. You should, under, you should only be scared if you don't recognize that our world is populated with an evil presence. That same thing that I felt, that you've probably felt, where you felt like something was against you, you couldn't put your finger on it. You felt an evil presence in your life, but you couldn't really pinpoint it. It's not just a Lone wandering. Have you ever felt like somebody's watching you when you were alone? They are. And yet, no, we don't have to be scared because we know the one who created, what did we say in our creed? All things. The Constantinopolitan Creed says both visible and invisible. You say, hang on, whoa, 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 screech to a halt. Put on the brakes. You're telling me that God created Satan. Yes. Demons. Yes. They did not create themselves. They don't have that kind of power. He didn't create them like they are now. Just like He didn't create us like we are now. We have not been made perfected. We are not finished. Have you not heard the Word? We're not done yet. If you were, God would say, come on up, ye good and faithful servant. We're not there yet. That's why I'm still here. That's why you're still here. He's still working on me, right? To make me what I really ought to be. Took Him just a week to make the moon and the stars, right? Remember the old song? He's still working on me. He did all that in no time, but it takes a while with us. Why? Because we're stubborn. We're blinded. 
we're ignorant. And I don't want you to be ignorant of something that you may have skipped over in Scripture, and that is, there is an evil part to our world. Now, I don't know how you would have skipped over it because it's all over the news. It's written into the very scripts of our, of our episodes we watch on television. It's in absolutely every great epic story you've ever read or watched on the movie screen. And that is this cosmic struggle between good and evil. I mean, my brother used to participate in it when we were little with G.I. Joes and Cobra. You know, I let him win most of the time because good always wins, right? That's what we say. That's what our fairy tales show. That's what our fantasies and great epics... I mean, if, if Voldemort wins, who's going to watch that? If Saruman wins, or Sauron, who's going to watch that? No, we want to see the good guy come out on top. That's how a story should end. Why? Because that is how ultimate reality is going to end. The evil is not going to overcome the, dark, uh, the, the light. Scientifically, darkness cannot overcome light. You know, you can't turn on darkness, right? I can't say, hey, I've got some darkness here I would like to bring to you. I can only shut out the light. Now, I can bring you a light. A little light and darkness. I can do that. You can't turn on darkness. There's only heat. That's the only thing you can measure. You can't measure cold. Just how less hot it is. So too, the Bible says our God is a what? Consuming fire. <laughs> so at the same time, we need to understand that we live in the midst of a great battle. Tolkien is brilliant on this point because he talks about how Frodo and, and, uh, and Sam are having this conversation. He says, Mr. Frodo, doesn't it just seem like we've been dropped into a great story? Just all of a sudden this great battle that's already ongoing. We didn't start it. We probably won't finish it. And I'm thinking, you're exactly right. We've been dropped. It's 2014 now. We've been dropped in this story that's been going on along. It's bigger than we are, isn't it? This is on a cosmic level. Not just in some little bubble. I'm trying to pop the bubble today that we often live in as if we are only material, only trying to seek our own needs and just make it through life. What does that even mean? No. We're a part of something greater all the old stories, the great epics, the great movies we even have now, and the stories being written, are all going to relate that one point to us that this is bigger than us. This is more than us. And we're not alone. We're not alone. And that's good news. It's not just the evil presence that's here, but also angels. And Jesus Christ, who brings all things together who is the Creator and Maker of all things. Nothing can trump Him. There's no card that you can play that's bigger than Jesus and that name. That's why if I ever get in a situation where I feel an evil presence, which I've been in the room before when that's happened, it's nothing to glory in at all, trust me. It's darkness. Jesus is the name you better call out. 
because you'll have yourself in serious trouble. Because there is a real presence against you, against your family, against your children. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Against your mother, against your father. And you better be praying at your house. You better be praying in your car. You better be praying over all the stuff you own. Because we're not in here alone. This is a bigger battle than we can face on our own. We need Jesus Christ. This poor man here, he's in church and he's filled with the devil. What about us? What about us? And Jesus, I love this, the demon knows who he is and yet the disciples still don't. We're in chapter 1 of Mark. Nobody even knows who he is yet and yet the demon is proclaiming Who this is? Who is He? The Holy One of God. (laughs) Jesus says, be quiet. I love that. Mark is just very short with it. Be quiet. Come out of Him. Notice this. The evil spirit, the unclean spirit, convulsed Him and cried out with a loud voice and He came out. If you go back up, He actually says in verse 24, let us alone. You see other passages where where you see that the person that is possessed actually has multiple demons or the demon sees himself as multiple people or spirits. Legion. I am legion. We. Us. Again, Tolkien, brilliant on this point. Gollum, how does he see himself? Us. We want the ring. We don't want, oh no, we don't want to hurt. We don't want to hurt the little hobbits. Kill them, kill them, kill them. Remember? Nobody's with me? Nobody's seen the movie, read the stories? He's got this split between himself. It's the cartoon picture that we often can go back to of the little red devil and the little angel. Don't we live in that reality? Do you not? Are you not? Seeing what I'm trying to say here, we live in that real... These are pictures of what really happens on a day-to-day struggle where I'm at the grocery store, like I mentioned, and, and I want to do one thing and just avoid the, the, the forgiveness, asking for humbling myself, and yet there's another voice that comes in and says, you better do the right thing. We're confronted with this, I would say, on a daily basis. Daily decisions are being influenced and impressed on us. You say, well, what do we do? Jesus. 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 That name is the name that is above all names. When you say that name, just like in Lord of the Rings, they would say Tom Bombadil and he just starts running through the forest. It's his forest. Right? So too, Jesus comes running to us. Now, if you watch the movies, you wouldn't get that, but the books are there. Jesus, He comes running. He is our salvation. He wants to come running to us. We must not fight this on our own. We must not. We cannot. There are forces that are beyond us in the media, in the political arena, in your family, in your personal life, in your heart. Do you hear me? What did we read a little moment ago? Because Adam failed, we all failed. There's something in us 
that does not like God, He must cleanse us from that. He must cleanse us. We don't, we're not to be split apart. We're to be a whole unity. The Bible says it this way, we're to be pure. When you go to the grocery store and you see pure sugar, which it will say it on the sugar thing, what does that mean? It means it hasn't been watered down with something else like flour. Instead, it's pure, 100% sugar. We are to be 100% in Jesus Christ. If we're losing our identity, if we're being split apart from what we don't, we don't want to do, we do. What we don't want to do, we end up doing. And what we want to do, we can't do. If that's us, He can put us back together. Read the rest of Romans 7. It doesn't end there with this split. It ends with, thanks be to God in Jesus Christ. And in chapter 8 is, He sends His Spirit. That's the Spirit that is more powerful than any spirit in this world. We do not have to fear anyone but God. Him alone. Remember the mountain of transfiguration? They, when it all ends, they get up. And what's the Bible says? I love the way it says. I read it again this morning. They saw only Jesus only. That's how it says it in the Greek. They only saw Jesus only. Double emphasis. That's all we need. He is all we need. But we need to wake up to the reality of evil all around us. Are you awake? Are you awake? Do you have Jesus at your center? Is that name the name that you call first? The name that you continue to call? Will it be your last breath? It better be. Because you're going to meet Him one day. And everybody, including the evil spirits, will be bowing. Everything visible and invisible will bow before that one name, Jesus. Be quiet and come out of Him. He can do the same for you. Right now, in this prayer time. Amen.